0: Welcome everybody to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slabstocks. I'm your host, Nate, and I want to talk to you today about the baseball offseason. There hasn't been much going on, barely any moves in the last couple weeks besides arbitration uh, agreements and stuff like that. But otherwise, it's been mostly, you know, Eric Thame signed, Miguel Sano got an extension, Rangers are signing Todd Frazier. Dodgers signed Alex Wood, stuff like that. Not a bunch of big moves out there. But there are two big happenings that uh, have happened in the last week. One is today. Um, one big, big thing happened today, and we'll start with that. And then the other thing is the Rays getting Jose Martinez for uh, excellent pitcher Matthew Liberatore. So I am going to talk about that quite a bit. But first, let's get into the news today. Breaking today, if you haven't seen yet, um, and this is Monday, January 13th, is that the Astros finally got their punishment for their garbage can banging scandal or, uh, you know, sign stealing scandal. And how did they get walloped? Uh, Rob Manfred absolutely came down upon them and gave them huge penalties. Maybe not big enough from a standpoint that it probably won them a World Series, but big enough that it got A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau fired by Jim Crane, the Astros' owner. So what happened was the MLB fined the Astros $5 million, suspended Lunau and Hinch for the entire year, and, and this is the big one for us card people, they took away the Astros' first and second round picks for a year for 2020 and 2021. That's a huge blow to any team. Not only do you get the picks taken away, but you also get the cap space that is uh, assigned to those picks taken away, which is going to be something like $4 million when it's all said and done that the Astros just are not allowed to use, which is a huge amount if you're trying to get capable players into your system obviously the Astros have been really good with getting uh, solid players in at any part of the draft but starting from a four million whole dollar deficit is hard to overcome and get actual talented players it's probably going to be a lot of senior draftees for them in the next two years and definitely not a ton of interesting and Bowman draft players coming out for the Astros in 2020 and 2021 so it's just it's huge news Alex Cora is probably going to get fired from the uh, Red Sox because of this um because they also are going through a thing so Alex Cora is probably gone AJ Hinge is gone Jeff Lunau is gone whoever else cheated they're getting there they're going to be very nervous there's some very nervous front offices right now that uh, are waiting their fate, too. What I'm interested to see is what it does to card prices for the Astros. You know, Rob Manfred clearly thinks the culture in Houston uh, was a big negative. Uh, He he said, I don't have the exact quote right with me, but he said to the effect that the Astros front office culture, teams didn't like working for him, people didn't like working for him, and uh it was a huge distraction type of thing so interesting from that standpoint is that you know people in baseball didn't like it what are people in the card community going to think are they going to want to invest in the astros i can't tell you uh we are only like two hours old on this news so i would not begin to know what people are thinking in the whole community but it will be interesting to track you know will Carlos Correa's prices suffer? Will Bregman's prices suffer? Will Altuve's prices suffer? Because now, even if none of the players got suspended, they're all going to be looked at like as cheaters. And I know some Astros fans out there, they're not going to want to hear it. But uh, this is a huge blemish on players that otherwise would have made the Hall of Fame. Hall, <clears throat> Hall of Fame. You know, Jose Altuve, Hall of Famer. More than likely, as long as he stays healthy. What happens now, now that they were caught cheating? George Springer, very good player. What happens now? Alex Bregman, extremely good player. Going to win an MVP soon. What happens now? Uh, They're all looked at as cheaters now because they were the ones that participated in it. They used the information. Some of the videos you see, you know, it's hanging breaking ball. They didn't need any help destroying that. But it's still nice to... You know, know what is coming so you're ready for it, and all of the players used it. So, from my viewpoint, you know, there could be some fallback on the card community here with prices and people not wanting to invest in cheaters. We'll see. There's just not enough not enough time has passed between it. There'll be something to track for the next couple months, see what happens. And I uh, I am I'm very interested. I'm also very interested from a baseball standpoint. Because, like I said at the start, Lunau and Hinch were fired. I'm sure multiple more people were fired in the front office that has not been released by the Astros. I wouldn't be shocked if they just cleaned house and got everyone out of that organization that uh, contributed to that toxic atmosphere or that cheating atmosphere that they had going there. Uh, Whatever happens, it will be interesting to track. That's pretty much all i got to say on that. So moving on, number two, and I only have two subjects today. It's going to be a very short Dinging Corners today, and there just hasn't been a ton of information out there, is the trade, Uh, specifically the trade of Jose Martinez for Matthew Liberatore. And the whole trade was this. It was Jose Martinez, Randy Erosarina, something like that, and the 38th pick in the draft for and that's a comp A pick for Matthew Libertor Edgardo Rodriguez and the 66th pick which is a comp B round pick Um, if you're wondering if you're new to baseball or just are confused about why they can trade picks the only picks in baseball you can trade every year are uh, comp round picks which are given to the teams that have the lowest attendance and the lowest um, population size for I believe for their respective uh, markets so the Brewers always get one for some reason the Cardinals always get one no one has ever been able to figure out why the Cardinals need competitive balance picks but uh, sure enough they get one every year um, which is cheap because I don't think they should be able to trade a competitive balance pick away because they don't deserve it anyways. They've got enough money. They're big enough as it is. They're not the Brewers. They're not the Rays, um, size of, uh, they're not the Royals, right? Those are small organizations. Cardinals are not that. And yet for some reason they get a competitive balance pick every year. And so those are the only picks you are allowed to trade. Uh, And that is why they were able to swap the 38th for the 66th. So again, the Rays got Jose Martinez, Randy Rosarena, A-R-O-Z-A-R-E-N-A, however you say that, and the 38th pick for Matthew Libertor, Edgardo Rodriguez, and the 66th pick. I don't really want to talk about anybody in this trade except for Matthew Libertor. He's obviously the big name. He's a guy that Aaron and I have liked for a long time. He was last year during the draft, not the 2019 draft, the 2018 draft. Um, he was at some points projected to go first. A lot of teams don't like taking high school pitchers that high. Uh, he also had a little bit of a drop anyways, and he fell to 15th. Um, which is ridiculous because I'd rather have him than Ryan Weathers every day of the week. But 15th pick, Rays got a steal, and I was very excited because the Rays are a great organization for pitching. Uh, They have had the likes of Blake Snell and Brendan McKay and Brent Honeywell and Shane Baz, and even guys like Tyler Glasnow and Charlie Morton, who didn't pitch in their minor league system, but upon getting acquired by the Rays, have been absolutely dominant in the majors Um, and that is a testament to the Rays being able to continually develop guys no matter what point of their career they're at. So the Rays have an amazing system for developing pitchers and Matthew Libertor would have done really really well there. Uh, For reference Matthew Libertor last year in a ball had a 3.10 ERA, a 3.18 FIP or Fielding Independent Pitching which is nice, as close as you can get to the ERA. It means his ERA wasn't unlucky or lucky or unlucky. You know, if he threw a four ERA and had a 3.25 FIP, it means he got unlucky with his results. If he threw a three ERA and had a four FIP, it means he got really, really lucky with his results, and you can re- expect uh, a reversal in the future. But a 3.10 ERA and a 3.18 FIP—that's about as close as you can get. Um, so it showed that he was, in fact, pitching to his talent level. Uh, He threw 78 innings. He had an 8.73K per nine, which I'd like to see a little higher, but not too bad, 19-year-old kid. Uh, 3.56 walks per nine, which is not bad, pretty much average, and a 57.3 ground ball rate, which is really nice. And if you have good infield defense, it's really nice to see. And especially with today's... Home run problems that the MLB is going through. Uh, guys with higher ground ball rates are nice to have in the system. He also was given a grade of a 60 future fastball, a 50 future slider, a 70 future curve, 70. That's a plus plus pitch. Um, a plus fastball, a plus plus curve, a 55 changeup was which is above average change because 50 is average and 55 command. That is the stuff of a guy that is at least. A number three starter at least and that was if the Rays couldn't have him play up well as we know the Rays traded him away for Jose Martinez say what you will about Jose Martinez that dude absolutely mashes 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 uh, left-handed pitching so while he might not have actually been worth Matthew in a, in a in a perfect world um, him and the moving up to get uh, moving up of 28 spots probably worth the trade in the end Jose Martinez also if he doesn't have to play defense because uh, he's a pretty terrible defender if he doesn't have to play defense and can be the DH for the Rays that's a really good deal a lot of you were concerned though about Matthew Liberatore and his prices you're like how will this affect Liberatore's prices you know, obviously the Rays are an amazing pitching organization. What's going to happen if the guy that you're really excited about gets traded to a different organization? Well, luckily for all of us that like Matthew Liebertour, and unluckily for us Brewers fans, me and Aaron, is that the Cardinals are also very good at producing pitching. They've had Jack Flaherty, absolute beast last year, five WAR, a five-war pitcher and above. Dakota Hudson, who's a nice pitcher. Michael Waka, who's no longer a Cardinal, but had good years. Um, Carlos Martinez, who is now the closer, had some good years, dealt with injuries. And Alex Reyes, who's dealt with a bunch of injuries. Obviously, these guys are all kind of had disappointing parts, except for Jack Flaherty. Um, but they were all really, really highly thought of prospects in MLB circles. And that's all you need to make money on Tour just get him to be a highly thought of prospect and trade him before he makes the ma- or sell him before he makes the majors um so people were very concerned about what it would do i'm here to tell you the cardinals are good at pitching they're good at producing pitching i don't think matthew Libertore will take a step back at all and i think a lot of people were actually way more excited for matthew Liebertour after the trade than before before you know he was a $15 guy on January 6th let me pull up this price here on January 6th he was $20.50 for a PSA 9 and that's with shipping included so $20.50 you've got one here that's $20 for a PSA 9 $333 for a orange out of 25 um, $55 for a PSA 10 Right? And this is early January before the trade. Uh, even here, Matthew Libertor Refractor, so even a step up from a base, went for uh, $19 PSA 9. So people were... Well, it's outrageous. That's a great deal, by the way. Uh, people were, you know, he's a $15, $20 guy. Uh, ungraded to PSA 9. A $15 to $20 guy. After the trade, January 12th, which was yesterday, he went for $27 plus $4.95 shipping. A refractor on January 12th, $43 plus $395 shipping. Um a base, $34.97 plus $375 shipping. So he went from a guy that was for PSA 9s, which is basically ungraded, right? This should be nearly the same price. Uh, you had 20 bucks. now you're looking at $30 and above for a base card. And that's with shipping included. So people are much more excited about him going to the Cardinals. And I don't think it's necessarily that the Cardinals are better at producing pitching. It's that he gets out of the Rays system. Uh, You look at any player on the Rays, and if they were on a much bigger market, they'd be much more sought after. I mean, if Wander Franco, Wander Franco is a very nice player. Extremely good. He deserves the number one prospect status in baseball. But if he was a Dodger, I guarantee you those base cards ungraded are like $800. But he's not a Dodger. He's a Ray. And likewise with Matthew Libertor. He wasn't a Cardinal. He was a Ray. He was $15 to $20. Now he's $30. Do I think Matthew Libertor is worth $30? Probably not. So while I liked Liberatore at 15 to 20. That was because I thought he could get up to 30 relatively easily, maybe 40 if he absolutely is dominant. I don't see the huge, you know, no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, it's hard to get from, you know, he might be able to get from 30 to $40. It's hard to get above 40. It doesn't matter what team you're on. It's just hard for people to invest more than $40 into a guy. Uh, specifically pitching not on the offensive side and he is already close to that, he's only $10 away uh, from a $40 mark and he hasn't pitched above a ball yet so Matthew Libertor used to be a buy for me unfortunately with this trade to the Cardinals and the increase in his prices by astronomical amounts he is no longer a buy for me so I guess I'll be taking Matthew Liberator off of my eBay links list because I don't want people spending thirty dollars on this guy when there's not that much upside left. Huge upside from fifteen and twenty dollars, not as much upside from thirty dollars and above. So that's the that's the big news for the week. Um, not much else going on at all. Uh, pretty slow off season. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We've got. Mookie Betts rumors, we've got Chris Bryant rumors, stuff like that, but uh, uh, Josh Donaldson still has to sign, so we'll see where he signs, but until any of that stuff happens, I'm pretty sure it's going to be another couple slow weeks, so we'll try to find some interesting stuff to put on dinging corners, Uh, maybe talk through some players that I like uh, from different positions, I don't know yet. But uh, we'll try to get some interesting stuff up there. And anytime really interesting news breaks like today with the Jeff Lunau and A.J. Hinch suspensions and then firings and the loss of first-round picks for 2020 and 2021 and the second-round picks for 2020 and 2021 and the $5 million uh, loss in money uh, fine. I couldn't come up with fine for half a second there. Uh We'll bring them up in podcast form. So thank you all for listening to Dinging Corners. I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, we will have on Slab Stocks our normal amount of Instagram uh, posts for throughout the week. We'll have a couple more podcasts this week. We were trying to get up five. We'll see how many we get up with football ending. That takes a relatively easy one away from us. Not that football's ended There's still the playoffs, and the Packers are still in it, one of the last four teams, so happy about that. But uh, it might be a little bit more difficult to get five podcasts out a week, but we'll hopefully get three to four out uh, this week. And then lastly, um, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen, Aaron and I made our eBay links list free for everyone. If you go on to trade.slabstocks.com or go into the link in my bio at SlabstocksNate, or the bio at Slab Stocks, or probably Aaron's bio at Slab Stocks, Aaron, you will find the sign-up for the Sunday Slab and eBay Links list combined. Uh, It's a great way to learn about eBay listings, right? So you can, if you don't have a ton of time or you're new to the hobby, you can look at our eBay lists every day. You can see who we're looking at. You can see their prices, and you can kind of track it that way. And you can find deals. We send out deals all the time. And then secondly, you can kind of garner information from us. You're like, oh, Nathan and Aaron are looking at, I don't know, Julio Rodriguez, right? We talk about him all the time. They're looking at him. Maybe I should look into him. And then you and then you think, oh, well, who are other guys that are like Julio Rodriguez? You do a little bit of your own research and you can find guys like that. Um So it's a good learning tool for you guys. It's a great learning tool for Aaron and I because we're always looking at eBay lists and it's very helpful if you're new to the hobby and want to learn or don't have a ton of time and don't want to do all the searching while we search for you. And it's also very helpful if you're lucky. Obviously, you have to be quick. Um, But we will send out emails of good price stuff and sometimes, you know, you'll have a card that's $10 below comps, $20 below comps. Upward, Steven, I've seen cards that Aaron sends out that are like $300 below comps. That's instant profit in your bank account. You buy the card, you get the card, you sell the card, and you're making after fees, you know, 200 some bucks instantly. Uh, so that's the type of stuff we send out for these eBay links. So if you haven't signed up and you think it's interesting for you, you can sign up there. And if you're not an email guy or girl and you don't want your inbox spammed with you know, 10, 15 emails a day of good deals, you can join Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter at SlabStocks and you can get uh, uh, links tweeted to you um, from us on your stream and you come past it and you see a good deal we tweet out auctions that are ending that we're watching about 15 minutes before the end, 15 to 10 minutes we'll tweet out good deals when we see them we'll tweet out cards that were listed on best offer that we think you can get for cheaper and we'll give you a target price so if email's not for you, maybe Twitter's for you and you can go follow us there at Slab Stocks anyways, thank you for listening today to Ding and Corners I'm your host Nate, I'm Always enjoy this, and I hope you guys listen again next time.